Joseph Hunter, and this is Writer's Therapy, a place for us to think about writing, talk about writing, and get writing out of our systems. I'm sitting on some rocks overlooking a beach on Tyree in the Outer Hebrides listening to the waves lapping. I'm the only person, as far as I can see, for a few miles around. There are some houses, low white crofts with black roofs overlooking the bay, which is turquoise with patches of dark blue. Across from me I can see a small island called Gunner, which I think is uninhabited. And it's several white, spotless, sandy beaches are lying across the other side of the water between the sea and the land, like teeth biting into the sea. The reason I'm here all the way away from home, all the way up in the northwest of Scotland, is for personal reasons to do with my family, sad personal reasons. Uh, I came here because it was important to me that I was able to be here at least once. And the strange thing about this kind of experience when you're writing, when you make writing an important part of your life, is that it's almost as if you train your eye and your mind to work together to harvest things around you. And so even in the midst of a personal experience, that doesn't directly concern you in as much as it's not happening to you, but it is happening to someone you care about. There's a small voice inside your head that isn't quite present in the moment, but instead is saying to you, capture this, you know, look, look, look at this as a writer and use it, describe it later, turn it into a story or just write about it in some other way. I mean, there are plenty of writers who've written memoirs about difficult times of their life, illnesses, other kinds of personal experiences that they've turned into a piece of fiction or a piece of memoir. And I don't disagree with that as such, it's just that when it's me in that situation in the last couple of days, there's something in me that reacts against that because partly I don't like the idea that I'm stealing things from the world, that are happening to people close to me and almost being mercenary about it and thinking I could use this for a story. Something about that feels wrong to me, even though potentially they would never know. But that almost makes me think, what am I doing that for? You know, we like to have this very high-minded idea that by writing about our lives and about the lives of the people we care about, our family, friends, people that we've been in relationships with, that we're doing them some kind of honour. By capturing their experiences and their lives and how they intersect with ours, we are turning them into something lasting and something of a tribute. But for who? It's not for them, is it? You know, in, in, my, in my situation, if I was to write about what I'm experiencing now, it wouldn't be for the people who are involved. Some of them will never read it. Some of them might, but I don't imagine they will gain any direct benefit from it because they probably wouldn't recognize it as their experience. 
they would see it quite rightly as my experience of their experience, which is very much not the same thing. If anything, some of it might hurt them. Some of the things that I'm feeling and thinking might not be what they thought that I was thinking. And in any case, as I say, it wouldn't be their experience, so it wouldn't be true to how they feel about it. And so really, I would be doing it for myself. It's a selfish instinct to write about something, actually. And maybe that's fine. Maybe everything creative is selfish. You know, do painters paint for other people? No, probably not. I've always liked the idea that writing is a thing that you give to the world, and I suppose it is, but indirectly. Writing is a thing you do for yourself. And if other people enjoy it, that's almost an accident. That's something I don't like the idea of, but it's something I'm starting to believe. I don't want to live in a selfish way. I want to live at least in part for other people, however I can manage to do that. I always thought that writing was a way of closing the gap between yourself and other people by closing a gap between yourself and the world. When I see someone suffering, someone that I love, suffering, and I think, how can I best write this? How can I best turn this into something that will make someone else feel something? That's nothing to do with my relationship with the person that's suffering, is it? Actually, if we're honest with ourselves, it's much more to do with my relationship with myself and how I want myself to come across to other people. The most beautiful work of literature, the most heartfelt, the one that does the best job of capturing the human condition, doesn't really make us feel better about people. It makes us impressed with the person who wrote it. And so, unless we're completely naive, we have to accept that when we're writing. You know, there's an extent to which all art is just showing off. Plenty of actors accept that. You know, the little kid that gets up and does a dance for his parents and family, puts on an outfit, performs a little play. They're not much different to a 34-year-old writer trying to write something that makes people feel emotions and think things. It's all just showing off. So this instinct to try and steal from the world to show off better, it's just an advanced form of that, maybe. Maybe I'm just feeling down today. Here's the thing, while I'm thinking these melancholy thoughts, sitting on my own by this beach, a seal has been bobbing its head up and circling around the rocks. In fact, I can see more seals over there, little silvery heads poking up and looking in my direction and then diving again. They're just like dogs, really. They're like dogs of the sea. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, ultimately, I won't have a choice. 
I know how my brain works, I know how my writing works, is even if I decide that I won't write about this now, and I don't make any notes, and I don't try and turn any of it into fiction, I know that sooner or later, a few years down the line, some of this will come out in some form. I never thought I'd write about my childhood in the way that I have. I never thought I'd write about where I'm from, the Midlands, in the way that I have. But it all comes out in the end. It all comes out. This will come out just like everything else has. I just wish it didn't feel like robbery. I wish it didn't feel like stealing from the world. And I wish it wasn't pain that fueled writing. My pain, other people's pain. Well, I should be specific about that. I wish it wasn't pain that fueled my writing. sitting at the kitchen table in the caravan I'm staying in on Tyree. All around me are sheep with tiny lambs. It's been the lambing season here and these little pink-eared lambs that are the size of cats and act like kittens stare at you fascinated when you approach and then if you get too close they skitter away coltish on these long thin legs. They're beautiful but they're also so delicate makes you wonder how they ever grow up into these huge grazing clouds that are the sheep who gave birth to them. Thinking and talking about my family and how I may or may not write about them or want to write about them makes me think of a poem by Seamus Heaney. Seamus Heaney, a poet I've read from before on this podcast, and he came to my mind just now. Specifically, his poem, Digging, about his grandfather. I'll read the last three stanzas. My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Toner's bog. Once I carried him milk in a bottle, corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away, nicking and slicing neatly, heaving sods over his shoulder, going down and down for the good turf, digging. The cold smell of potato mould, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge, through living roots awaken in my head but I've no spade to follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests. I'll dig with it. So I think it's a wonderful poem. But it's also a proud poem. It's a poem where, to my mind, he sees himself as following in his grandfather and fathers and their fathers before them in his own way. He's living up to their names, living up to their deeds. Their deeds happen to be physical. Uh, working men's deeds, cutting peat, carrying things, and so on. Digging. And he sees his craft of poetry as comparable. His pen is his spade. And he can dig with his pen in the way that they dug peat on their bog. And I say it's proud because he says, I've no spade to follow men like them. Men like them implies virtue, it implies that what they were doing was great. And he equates that with his own kind of digging with his pen. 
which suggests that he believes intuitively that what he's doing is also worthy and great and virtuous. My problem is that I'm faced with a life in which I neither see the suffering that my family has to endure, which I have to be honest is no more or no less than the suffering that most people have to endure, as only having virtue in it in as much as it's suffering that you have to bear and the bearing in a human way is a kind of virtue I suppose but it's bearing that they shouldn't have to do my relationship with it thinking about writing about it I don't necessarily see that as virtuous either that's not comparable so unfortunately unlike Seamus Heaney I I can't dig with my pen <laughs>